You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Good afternoon, everyone. It is now 5 o'clock here at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario, coming at you from the basement of Carruthers Hall here on Queen's University campus. And I have the great pleasure to welcome Karina Fitzgerald, Assistant Dean of Student Life and Learning here in studio today. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Fantastic. Welcome to CFRC. Thank you. So uh, we're going to be talking quite a lot about this great new initiative that's been making some buzz uh, in the in the media lately from Queen's University, the Promise Scholar. Program. But before we dive into this program and flesh it all out for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Karina, and the role you play with student life and learning at Queen's? Great. Uh, so my name is Karina Fistrella. I've been here uh, for the last three years in this role. My role is responsible for essentially the student life uh, and, and the learning that happens on the class um, campus outside the classroom. So my portfolio includes uh, Queen's University International Center, the Four Directions Indigenous Student Center, the Band Ray Center, the Student Experience Office, and Student Academic uh, Success Center. So again, all of the things that you might think of outside the classroom. Uh, and so this program in particular falls to us once the students get here, but I've been involved sort of at the early stages in the planning as well. So. Okay. So some of our listeners, particularly student listeners, always like to know a little <laughs> bit more about uh, the administration, sure. actually. Like, how did how did you yeah. come to your role? Sure. Okay. Um, so I always say I am a, a student lifer from the outset. So I got involved in student uh, initiatives as a student mm-hmm. and have never really not left since, actually. So I've uh, worked as in residence life, and then I worked um, as a peer academic advisor and a variety of things when I was a student, and that kind of led me to a career in student affairs. And so I've worked at a variety of institutions across Canada. Uh, Queen's is actually, I think, my fifth institution. And so, again, I think I've wanted to help students sort of transition into, out of, through, you know, the kind of good things, you know, some of the challenges that they may face. And so that's kind of how I got into student affairs as a career. And honestly, it's uh, extremely rewarding. I think on a campus like uh, Queen's, it's particularly rewarding because students are so engaged in their experience. And so uh, the last three years have been great. I have a great team of folks who help support students and engage students to get the most out of their experience. I think that's the other excellent thing about Queen's. Now, uh, as I mentioned at the top, Queen's University has made a fairly large splash quite recently in mid-September with the announcement of the new Promise Scholars Program. What is this program? We're really excited about this initiative, and it's one that actually has um, spanned sort of the whole division of student affairs because it starts, you know, before folks even arrive here. So we've engaged, um, you know, our recruitment team in that as well. And so the Promise Scholars is is a comprehensive access program for students who might otherwise not be able to attend Queen's University. These are eligible students who typically are from uh, lower income and uh, first generation families. So they're the first in their family to attend post-secondary and they sometimes face other additional barriers but one of the biggest barriers is often finances and so this program is meant to address that. 
So what inspired the program's launch? Yeah, I th- uh, so there was a discussion sort of at the senior management table about, you know, what are some pie-in-the-sky ideas? And so my supervisor, Ann Tierney, uh, the vice provost and dean of student affairs, pitched this idea of if there were no barriers, like what a great opportunity to uh, provide access to students to come to Queen's and to fully experience Queen's. Um, we know a lot of our first-generation students right now maybe perhaps can't choose to live in residence because of financial reasons or they commute from home Uh, and again this program is meant to alleviate some of those pressures and to give them the full opportunity that other students uh, are able to access and so this was accepted and endorsed I think readily by senior management Uh, certainly our new principal is very excited about this uh, program we've also engaged with campus uh, off-campus community partners so guidance counselors and some of the local schools because the other intent is that this starts as a local program so it's another way to engage the Kingston community. And so, again, we've had a lot of really excellent feedback. People are really, really excited about uh, this opportunity. And, uh, again, it's another way to um, have other campus partners engage with students. So, again, there's other benefits that come from being a Queen's alum. So the networking opportunities, mm-hmm. the employment opportunities. So, again, it's meant to be very comprehensive. Excellent. So tell us more about the financial support for students in the program, what can they expect? So they can expect um, full support for tuition, um, books, uh, any fees associated with coming, as well as accommodations and those kinds of things for all all the years that they're at Queen's, typically four years. But of course, we know things don't always go as planned in four years. In addition, the application fee would be covered. So there's a great deal of financial support so that students wouldn't also then have to be worrying about part-time jobs and those kinds of things because we also know a lot of our first-generation students and lower-income students do have to hold at least one, sometimes more than one uh, job to ensure that they are able to pay for tuition and books and, and all those related things. So again, this, uh, this program would cover all of those. Wonderful. And uh, what about the academic supports? So we've, again, so students can choose any program uh, if they're accepted into any program. So they could be an arts student or uh, engineering student or commerce, and uh, they would be matched with somebody in their faculty. But at the outset, we would also match them with somebody in uh, the student uh, experience office to help them with the academic transition. We have programs like Q Success and peer mentorship programs that we, they would also be engaged in, but they would also, the idea is that they would have somebody specifically in their uh, their own faculty that would also be a resource to them. And again, these students will be academic. They're academically eligible, um, and they're coming in with all the academic skills that all of our students come in with. But we know that sometimes the transition for first-generation students, if you haven't had somebody in your family who's attended post-secondary, it's an interesting place to navigate. There's language we use. There's um, social mores and things that we take for granted if you've been engaged in post-secondary secondary that uh, maybe not all uh, first generation students are accustomed to. So again, we would focus on some of those things as well. So I also understand that there are summer internship opportunities as well with this program. Uh, What types of internship opportunities are in fact available? So the summer employment opportunities uh, will be coordinated through career services. So they'll essentially all receive support to make those connections depending on what their needs might be. So the internships might actually happen later on in their uh, academic progress. In the first year typically, or after first year, typically students just want summer employment 
and and aren't really thinking about internship. Okay. Um, but we would certainly support them in finding that. Likely locally, again, because these students in the first uh, several years of this program will be local Kingston students. Um, and we're thinking, well, maybe want to stay close to home, at least in the first few years. And then we would work with our campus partners and career services related to internships later on. Uh, and so, again, that would start early, probably in January, uh, in their first year, to think about what are their employable skills, resume writing, and all those kinds of things. So, again, they would par- be partnered with somebody directly in career services. And so how is the program itself supported? So in the first few years of this program, uh, we are using existing resources that we have through student financial aid and bursaries. And so um, because some of those are already tailored to our local Kingston community, uh, we're accessing those resources. And then we're working with our partners in advancement uh, to ensure the prolonged success of this uh, program. And in fact, they'll soon be um, you know, working towards a larger campaign related to support and access for students. So we're working closely with them and of course this is you know a, a long-term plan and strategy so we'll need financial resources to ensure it's sustained okay now who is eligible to apply to this uh, promise scholars program so currently we're focusing on Kingston there's a catchment area and if you go to our website you'll be able to uh, see what specific schools students will be uh, eligible from in addition to that uh, there'll be first generation students uh, family income of lower than fifty thousand dollars annually um, and then they have to be admitted to a program at Queens okay so Mm -hmm. they ultimately they're already uh, applying to the university and then they can be applied to this program. That's right. So the application process, they would apply to que- to Queens initially and then indicate there that they want to be considered for the Promise Scholars Program. I guess one of the reasons why we want to get the word out early is sometimes students self-select, mm-hmm. especially local students who uh, may feel like, you know, Queens is not attainable for financial reasons. So we encourage students, if you think you might be eligible for this program, certainly apply. Um, and uh, yeah, we're hopeful that we'll get lot. Well, I think we'll, we'll get lots of interest and then through that because we wanted things to all be equal uh, sometimes through other programs similar to this you would have to submit additional material we're not requiring that this Mm -hmm. is um, a a lottery system so essentially anyone who is accepted into for consideration goes into a lottery and then annually we will pick five students uh, at least for the first several years until we can secure long-term financing excellent and so what, so what does the application process then look like once students are admitted into the university? Do they get an invitation to apply? Is there a, a box to check in their yeah, application? There's a, there's a step for them to indicate through that process that they want to be considered. And once they do that, they go into the pool for the lottery. Okay. Yeah. And now, how are applications evaluated? There's, it's a straight-up lottery, yeah. So there's no evaluation of one application uh, versus another. We actually wanted to eliminate that for equity reasons, and um, we know that many of the students who maybe are applying for this program um, also maybe in, in high school have to have a part-time job or a full-time job even and uh, maybe aren't able to take part in other opportunities um, within high school. And so then that affects what they have in their resume or on their and so we wanted to eliminate that barrier from the outset oh I see so if uh, the barrier of being able to participate in high school 
extracurricular That's activities right. because maybe they have a part-time job exactly or other things to consider in their life and so that again that's why this is a full access program because we're we're hoping we're planning you know the idea is that we eliminate that um you know there are other great bursaries and scholarships for folks and they have to uh they ask students to sort of talk about the other things they've done leadership opportunities their extracurriculars and those are all amazing uh but they don't get at access in the same way and so this is what this program is intended to do both in the application and the selection but then also once they get here that's the whole idea is that students will be able to engage fully in the rest of the queen's experience through volunteer opportunities and mentorship and Mm -hmm. if they choose to work and so again it's a choice to work not a have to work if your finances are taken care of okay and now, where can applicants find more information? So they can go to our uh, Student Awards website, and I think if you just go into the Queen's website and Google Promise Scholars, this will come up, but it's uh, it's on our student financial aid website. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, why do you think that local Kingston students ought to apply to this program? I think it's a great opportunity to perhaps um, become part of a larger community in Kingston, but also at Queens, I think there are some um, Kingstonians, and again, I'm not from Kingston, but who maybe have passed by Queens their whole life and thought maybe, you know, it's not attainable, I can't necessarily access it, it's not for me, and I think we want to eliminate that, and we want to, we want Kingston folks to know that Queens is for you, students in particular, you know, this is a place for you, we are, um, we are a vital part of this community, and that includes you, and so this program is really meant to address that. And what do you love most about Mm -hmm. your Queen's experience? It's the students, honestly. I think um, any of us who work in student affairs, um, we we are focused on the student experience, and we that's what brings us joy is when you get to see students uh, engage fully in their whole experience. University is a time of ups and downs and challenges, and we see all of that in student affairs. But when you see a student walk across the stage at the end of their journey, whether that took them four years or six years or longer, um, you know that's pretty awesome. And so we're very very lucky to be able to. To do this work for sure. Well, thank you very much, Karina Fitzgerald, Assistant Dean of Student Life and Learning, for joining us here on Campus Beat and in CFRC today. Great. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into Campus Beat. We've got a couple of songs coming up, but uh, the first selection is going to be by Karina. What do we have coming up next? Tom Petty, Running Down a Dream. All right. Right here on CFRC 101.9 FM.